Hello and welcome to the All Rookie Podcast. We're back with another great episode recapping the 2022-2023 NBA season. And on this episode, we're going to cover the top 20 rookies in this class from this season. So let's get straight to it like it's nothing to it. First, we're going to, here's my list right here. If you're on YouTube, check it out. The All Rookie Podcast. Number 20, Christian Braun. Brown. It's so hard to remember that. <laughs> it looks like Braun. It's Brown. And he's white. But anyway, uh, <laughs> Christian Brown for the Denver Nuggets. Only averaged five points per game. Two and a half boards. One assist. A half steal per game. But once you get in the weeds of top 20, there's going to be some guys with some low numbers. But he made the cut for me. He played well on a playoff team, not just a playoff team, but the number one seed in the West, in the league, the number one team in the whole league, the Denver Nuggets. And he showed a lot of great potential and signs, especially early on, that he was going to be a good player in this league. You know, he was picked around 21 in the draft. So a lot of people I know in fantasy drafts, people were avoiding him. Everyone was picked in the first round in one of my dynasty drafts before Christian Brown. Guys in the second round were being picked before him because they were like, he's on Denver. He's not going to get to play. Not only did he play, he showed that he fit in and could be a future starter for this team. His career high was 19. He had a lot of games with good steals and productions and minutes. And I can't wait to see the future for Christian Brown. Great young guard for the Denver Nuggets. When pre-draft, I compared him to Tyler Hero. I mean, he looked like Tyler Hero, but slightly better in college. So his future is bright. Next, number 19, Jalen Williams from OKC. If you're just a casual fan, you're like, why is he so low? But OKC has two Jalen Williams. This is the big man, Jalen Williams, for the OKC Thunder. He had nice production this year for OKC. And let's get to it. He averaged only six points per game. Like I told you, the numbers are, you know, fluctuating. And he averaged uh, five rebounds per game, one and a half assists, 0.6 steals. Now, like I said, not great numbers, but he only played in 49 games. The first half of the season, he pretty much was in the G League. When he finally got an opportunity to play, which I thought he should have been able to play a lot sooner in the season, he showed signs. He played well. Good good rebounding numbers, good production, good defense for the team. He's a great passer. That was one of his best traits coming out of college. And this is six points and only 18 and a half minutes per game. So if those minutes were higher, his production would be higher. I'm a fan of Jalen Williams. He was a first-round pick for sure, in my opinion. First, I think he was a lottery pick, in my opinion. But he fell to um, second round. And he still ends up making the list as 19th overall. Next, we have, well, let me tell you, Jalen Williams' career high. Jalen Williams had 14 points, was a career high this year, and his career high in rebounds was 16. So 16 rebounds goes to show you. In limited minutes, the young man can play some basketball. All right, next we have David Roddy from the Memphis Grizzlies. Now, he's a big body guy, you know, didn't know what his position would be in the league. He's kind of the height of a small forward, body of a power forward. <laughs> but, you know, he's a little – I'm not going to get into his body type. But I will say when the season started, from then, 
to previously in college, he improved his body a lot. So that helped with his transition into the NBA. In 18 minutes per game, he averaged almost seven points per game, around three boards and one assist. Uh, so, you know, he fit in. Memphis is one of the better teams in the West as well. Had a pretty good production. If you go back to his uh, best game, he had 24 points in the game in March. So he showed you what he can do. He could eventually come in and take over that small forward position for Dylan Brooks if he's ever out of the door, you know. Um, but he showed very good promise, uh, better than their other draft pick who was drafted higher than him. Not going to mention his name. But David Roddy's future is brighter than a lot of people thought it would be. I thought he was a second rounder at best possibly undrafted player because he was at a small school and not great production, but he ends up making the top 20 list at 18. Next, we have Oche Agbaji. Drafted by the Cavs, moved on to the Utah Jazz before the season started. In 20 and a half minutes per game, he averaged eight points, two boards, and one assist per game. His first half of the season was very disappointing. It was looking like he was not going to play the entire year. He eventually did start to get some minutes and he showed what he could do, especially at the end of the season. You know, he ended up playing, playing 59 games. Uh, he, like I said, averaging eight points per game. Now, Oche's, if you go back to the last 10 games of the season, he averaged 15 points per game. So like eight points to 15 points, that production doubled pretty much. Uh, they showed what he could do. I mean, I still don't know why Utah wasn't using him more. They were not playing for this year, and even if they are playing for this year, he's a great talent. He should have been playing. But his career high, 28 points. He played. He scored 28 points in the game, and this is him not playing consistently until January 5th, you know, and he had four games this year with 20 or more points. His future is bright because he was on the rise. If, this, if he would have started at the beginning of the season and this was his trajectory, I mean, he potentially could have been on the second team all-rookie. So I'm very impressed with Oche. A lot of people left him for dead, but he's back, going to be back with the vengeance. And I heard, you know, for Utah, they're looking to rebuild. He's one of those guys they want to keep and invest in their future. A lot of guys are going to be out of the door. Oche is going to be a fixture. Next, I have my guy, Jaden Hardy, 16th overall. Jaden Hardy for the Dallas Mavericks ended up, in only 15 minutes per game, averaging nine points, two boards, and one assist per game. He was killing it in the G League. He was the rookie scoring leader for G League players uh, for most of the season. But he finally got the call up late in the season. Let me see how many games he played. He, on he only played 48 games. It seemed like he played less than that. But he did up end up playing 48 games. You know, he started to build some momentum. And then... Kyrie got traded to the Mavs, and he lost all that momentum. But eventually, he was uh, forced back into the rotation with a lot of injuries and guys sitting, and he showed what he could do. You know, um, he ended up with a career high of 29 points. He scored back in February, and he ended up this season with nine games of 20 or more points. So, Jaden Hardy, prolific scorer. I felt he should have been a... I had a mock going 18th. He's a top 10 talent in this draft. And when he finally got minutes, it was revealed. The Mavs got a steal with Jaden Hardy. We will see what his future holds, especially with Kyrie. If he doesn't come back, there's a door wide open for Jaden Hardy. 
Excited to see his future. He's number 16 on the list. Number 15, we have A.J. Griffin Jr. from the Hawks. Very consistent year. Played 72 games, 20 minutes per game. Ended up with nine points, two boards, and one assist per game. Half steal per game. A.J. Griffin, earlier toward the midseason of the year, he was getting a lot of minutes. Showing great promise. Hitting game winners, helping his team win. And we see where they are now in the playoffs in the play in, you know, winning winning games like that. And they wouldn't be at this point if AJ Griffin wasn't such a key role player for them early on in the season. AJ, his career high was 24 points. He scored that twice. And he was just super consistent and in the rotation pretty much all year. So he's not a guy that was getting 24 a game, but you know, his highs were not super high. His lows were not super low. He was pretty much in the middle. And that's why he was averaging nine points per game, but super consistent on a team competing for the playoffs. You got to respect that. Next, we have four players coming up that were not competing for the playoffs at all. And we're going to go with Malachi Branham. And I will tell you, these four, it was hard to rank these four, 14, 13, 12, and 11. You could go either way, but this is what I ended up with. Malachi Branham at 14. For the San Antonio Spurs, and Malachi is a guy I'm a big fan of. I, he was my sixth rated prospect coming into this class. So for him to end up 13 is great. He was drafted around 25th, 20th to 25th, somewhere in that range. So I was right. They were wrong. But no, he played um, 66 games this year, 23 and a half minutes per game, averaged 10 points, three boards, two assists, a half steal per game uh, for the Spurs. Now, Malachi's last 10 games, though, he averaged 15 points per game. So his minutes and production went up from 10 to 15. His career high was 27, and he had 10 games with 20 or more points this season. He showed what he can do. In my opinion, coming out of college, I saw a Ray Allen type in him, and I hope that he can reach that level. He's already shown great signs, and that's why he's ranked 14th this year as far as top 20 rookies in this draft class. Nick, and I mean, I have him 14. He he showed great production, but his team was trying to lose all year. So, you know, he can't be much higher than that. Next, we have Shaden Sharp, another player. But early in the year, the Portland Trailblazers were trying to win games. So he was helping this team a lot when they were not trying and when they were trying. Shaden ended up playing 80 games out of 82. Incredible. Uh, 22 minutes per game, he averaged 10 points as well. Two boards, no, three boards, one assist, a half steal per game. His numbers are almost identical to Malachi Branham. But I will say, the last 10 games, he averaged 24 points per game. So, you know, like I said, with A.J. Griffin, he scored 24 twice this year. Shaden's last 10 games, he averaged 24. So it just wasn't consistent enough to have him you know, for AJ, wasn't consistent enough. But, and for Shaden, it wasn't consistent enough to have him up higher because he wasn't getting the minutes that he was in the last month of the season, all season. But in those last 10 games, not only did he average 24 points per game, he averaged six boards and four assists. Those are incredible numbers. He had nine games over 20 points this year. His career high was 30. So I believe his ceiling is definitely higher than anyone on this top 20 to 11 list. It may be higher than a lot of guys in the top 10, 
but it just wasn't enough uh, to make him crack the top 10. But he is the future of this team. I'm telling you, if Anthony Simons and Malik and Shaden Sharp are the future for the Portland Trailblazers, uh, that's a pretty nice future backcourt to have. Uh, I'm a big fan of Shaden Sharp. Everyone knows the highlight real dunks. But he's an all-around player, you know, like I said, six and four with the rebounds and assists the last 10 games. So it's not just points, you know. So look out for Shaden Sharp. I wish I could have had him higher, but he's 13. Because next I have, at 12, Tari Eason. He played every game of the year, 21 and a half minutes per game, nine points, six boards, one assist, one steal per game. Uh, So Tari Eason... All-around player, I believe he got shorted on minutes. Like I said, 21 minutes per game for the Rockets. He deserved more. This team was going nowhere all season, and we know it, and they still were not starting him. They still were not giving him 25, 30 minutes per game, which they should have because he was a 16th pick in the draft. Now, his career high was 21. Career high in in rebounds was 13. He accomplished that twice. He had seven double-doubles throughout the season. So those rebounds helped him move up to 12th above a couple of the other guys. And I'm just a fan of Tari Eason, but I don't know what the Rockets are doing. I hope who they draft, because they will have a top three pick, will not affect his minutes, because Tari is a player. Next, we have Mark Williams for the Hornets. He would have been high on this list if he would have been playing early in the season, but the Hornets coach Steve Clifford hates rookies. Mark Williams only played 43 games this year. That's almost literally half. And, I mean, this team was never in uh, consideration of going anywhere. So, I mean, it was just an epic failure. A lot of teams were – a lot of fans were calling the Hornets out, like, what are you doing? And looking at Jaden – Jalen Duran, Walker Kessler, as other centers in this class, killing it. And Mark Williams was in the G League, not playing for the Hornets. But when he finally got to play, he ended up averaging 19 minutes per game, nine points seven rebounds per game and point and one block per game. So, uh, you know, he ended up having a good season. I can't make him any higher because he only uh, played 43 games. But I mean, if those minutes were 28 instead of 19, you would see a young man averaging a double double, probably with two blocks per game. So the Hornets need to step it up and make the right decision next year, which should be obvious to get Mark Williams more minutes. And, you know, his career high was 22 points. His career high in rebounds was 20. It's ridiculous. He had 11 double-doubles this year. Great season for Mark Williams. Should have been even better. Now for the top 10. You may already know I did the first and second team all-rookie episode a few days ago. It's the same guys in my top 10 as far as rookies of the season. 10, Jeremy Sohan, uh, you know, he killed it this year. Unfortunately, he got hurt near the end of the year, but still great season, averaging, you know, 11 points per game and five rebounds per game. That's pretty much the most part. Um, great season. If you want to know his career high, it was 30, and he had 13 rebounds in a game as well. Let's go to number nine, Andrew Nimhart point guard for the Pacers average nine and a half points per game four and a half assists per game 
showed a lot of promise this year. Uh, out of the blue, he was a second round pick. So being in the top 10, that's incredible. Career high 31 and 15 assists. Next, we have Keegan Murray on the playoff Kings. You got to love that. Had a great season with 12 points per game, four and a half boards. And his career high was 30. That was back in February. Career high 14 rebounds. Not going to go too in-depth because I did on the last episode. But Jabari Smith, number seven, my guy. A lot of people were on him hard this year. But he turned it around toward the midseason to the end. Average 31 minutes per game. You wouldn't expect that from the Rockets. But he found he wound up with 31 minutes, 13 points per game, seven boards per game. And career-high 30 points, career-high 15 rebounds. Next, we have Jalen Duran. The youngest player in the draft, big man for the Pistons. Had a really good season, especially on the rebounding front and block front. He averaged nine points per game, nine rebounds per game, and almost a block per game. Let me make sure that's right. Yeah, almost a block per game. See, like he averaged two blocks per game, but just just one. Uh, Career-high 30 points and a career-high rebounds of 18, but also a career-high in blocks with four. Four blocks in a game is ridiculous. You got to love that. Number five, Walker Kessler, another big man for the Utah Jazz this time. Nine points per game, eight boards, two blocks per game. So that separated him from Jalen Duran. Career high 31 and a career high 21 rebounds. That's incredible. Um, you know, he had a 2020 game this year. He had seven blocks multi- four different times this year. That was his career high. But I mean, he. <laughs> Seven blocks is just, I mean, that's, is he playing against high schoolers? What happened? How do you get seven blocks in a game? Not once, but four times. Walker Kessler is special. I did not see special. I saw a backup center. He proved me wrong. Next, we have Jaden Ivey, the dynamic guard for the Detroit Pistons in 31 minutes per game, average 16 points, five assists, 0.8 steals per game. You got to love that. Um, So he had a great season, even without Cade. His career high was 32. Had three 30-point games this year, 30-plus point game this year, career high of 13 assists, and a career high in four steals per game in a game. So Jaden Ivey future is bright. I can't wait to see what he does. It would be interesting to me if he was on a team where he was the guy like John Morant came in and went to Memphis. But he is with Cade. He showed signs, especially in the end of the season. Uh, the last 10 games of the season for Jaden Ivey, he was right up there as a top scorer in the league with 22 points per game, uh, seven assists per game, seven and a half assists per game. So that is ridiculous. So that's what he can do. We'll see what happens next year when Kate is back. Number three, Benedict Matherin, my guy, one of my favorites in this class, second leading scorer in this class, almost 17 per game, four boards and one and a half assists per game. Killed it for the Pacers, even though he came off the bench most of the year when he should have been a starter, in my opinion. But he has an old-school coach. But his career high was 30 points. He had career-high nine rebounds twice in the last 10 days. And he had a career-high six assists in that last game of the year. Uh, As long as he gets those all-around stats up, he's going to have a great career. Number two, Jalen Williams from the OKC Thunder. And this is the Jalen Williams you were thinking about earlier, I'm sure. 14 points per game, four and a half boards, 3.3 assists per game, and a steal and a half per game. 
So that set him above Benedict because he had those all around numbers. But he also had a great scoring game early in March. He had a 32-point game. That was his career high. Career high in rebounds was 10. He did that twice in the last month of the season. Career high in assists with 11. Career high in steals with 6. So he and Walker Kessler just have video game numbers with the steals and blocks. It's just ridiculous. That's not something you see every day. That is extraordinary. And number one, of course, your rookie of the year, my rookie of the year, Paolo Bancaro. I may do an episode just breaking down his season because I feel he is the rookie of the year. So we will see. But I mean, it's so obvious. I don't know. But Paolo in 34 minutes per game, played 72 games, averaged 20 points per game, seven rebounds, almost four assists, almost one steal per game, and 0.5 blocks per game he had a career high of 33 points career high of 16 rebounds career high nine assists career high in three steals career high three blocks so he has the points and he has every other category where he is very productive in that makes him your rookie of the year averaging 20 points per game as a rookie is special so that's my top 20 list now if you're listening to the pod you may have Forgotten my list. I'm going to go over them real quick. If you're on YouTube, here's the list. Number 20, Christian Brown from the Nuggets. Number 19, Jalen Williams, big man, OKC. 18, David Roddy, Grizzlies. 17, Oche Agbaji, Utah. 16, Jaden Hardy, Mavs. 15, AJ Griffin, Hawks. 14, Malachi Branham, Spurs. 13, Shaden Sharp, Trailblazers. 12, Tari Easton. Eason, Rockets, 11, Mark Williams, Hornets, 10, Jeremy Sohan, Spurs, 9, Andrew Nimhar, Pacers, 8, Keegan Murray, Kings, 7, Jabari Smith, Rockets, 6, Jalen Duran, Pistons, 5, Walker Kessler, Utah, 4, Jaden Ivey, Pistons, 3, Benedict Matherin, Pacers, 2, Jalen Williams, OKC, and number one, Paolo Bancaro, Orlando Magic. You notice a lot of guys is two, uh, two, a lot of teams have two players on this list. So that just goes to show you that their future is very bright. And a lot of these guys will still have another draft pick in this class. Who will be the lucky team to get Scoot? Wimbyama. I almost forgot his name. Victor. <laughs> Amen Thompson. You know, speaking of that draft class, I will be coming up with some scouting reports on those guys coming up soon. This was my pretty much my wrap-up of 2022-2023 class. It's been a fun one. And unless I do something on Paolo, we're going to get straight into the next class. Stay tuned. Uh, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening to the All Rookie Podcast. Please subscribe for your boy. Please comment. Please like. All that good stuff. Tell a friend to tell a friend about the All Rookie Podcast. I appreciate you all for listening and watching. Till next time, I'm out of here. Peace.